episode 78 78 getting a little embarrassing not gonna lie getting pretty rough to uh turn the cameras on and, and come here yeah well i mean between the game that we just watched which was uh the dc game um and then we obviously had the midweek on wednesday against orlando which you know everybody's aware of how that one ended um you're right it, it does get difficult and I don't know. Like I, I'm sort of at a, a loss for words of where my thoughts are at because I think we're um, sort of like pretty big optimists when it comes to this team, regardless of what we're seeing on the field. But it, it does get to a point, and you know, it's it's starting to get to a point where when you've lost five out of your last six, like we're not we're not talking like dropping points or drawing, um, but literally losing five out of your last six um, against what are pretty i mean if if mid like when when you look at the, the actual talent of the mls and the, the top teams they are not they are not them and what we were last year and what and what we in our hearts feel nycfc should be right they're they're out of these five games that we lost i mean at least three should have been w's we i mean we should be able to manage w's against all of them uh realistically um but yeah, it does. It's tough. It's a yeah. tough scene right now for the NYCFC community. Yeah, I don't know if um, you know the magical run and the title um, and everything like that kind of inflated the idea of where we were as a club and kind of um, you know the MLS as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thinking that is that is something that we could just repeat. Um, I know for sure. I don't think fans of this club realize just how difficult it is. To repeat, I, it's it's easy, not easy. I would say it's been done before, where a team has stayed relevant and stayed a top team for many many years at a time, but it's only ever happened twice that a team repeated back to back, and those teams were both very very stacked before and after that. Yeah, um, I think like David Beckham, LA Galaxy was one of them. Mm-hmm. You know those type of teams. Yeah. Um, not to say that that those shouldn't be our standards, and that's not where we should be wanting to be as fans. But we also, in my opinion, for our own sake, need to be a little realistic and check into the history of the league, um, and realize. You know, I, I don't think I know for a fact people don't realize it because I've heard it today, mm-hmm. even literally today, maybe seconds before. <laughs> Before recording. Before recording. Oh, yeah. we're only missing Ronnie and we're only missing Tati. Mm-hmm. No, we're missing Ronnie, Tati, Keaton, Alfredo. I have Allen's. a list here. Alfredo, Tiago Martins, now Tinnerholm. If 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 what we're doing, and we've definitely done it on this podcast, is compare this season to last season, and Sean told us to shut up. Um, but if, if we're including people lost from that magical run, which I think is where a lot of our brains are holding nycfc expectations at then we have to throw we've lost sands we've lost goody and then a lot of the 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 fringe players that provided some depth right guys like rocha who shroddy no problem shroddy have no problem in the play in our playoff right. run stepping in and being a guy that is like just the the, the right piece at the enough, right time yeah piece of duct tape that like you know, Rocha put in that, what, 20, 30 minutes at New England against guys that just set the point record 
in right. MLS history um, at home in the playoffs in yep. extra time. This dude came off the bench and was a stud. Right. And like, and he's like the the sixth most important guy out of everybody we lost. Right. Or like, who is currently injured. Yeah. You know, and it's like we've all, I've always been. I know you've echoed it as well. If we're in the playoffs, we're in the playoffs. We're mm-hmm. gonna give them hell regardless. I stand by that today. It gets harder to defend when it's five losses out of six. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because we have six. Because you left. don't. Yeah, you don't want you don't. Not only that, the, the amount of games left, but you don't want to allow that to be a standard that is forgivable. Like right. You don't. You don't want to accept that as a fan base and say. You know what? We lost five out of six, but hey, man, we're in the playoffs at least. Mm-hmm. That's well, not that's not this club. And so yeah, pushing accountable. You want to hold people accountable, but there's a difference between holding people accountable and holding the club accountable. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, overreacting to the point where you're completely ignoring bare facts in front of your face and making it difficult for the club to even turn it around. You know. It's probably very unlikely that players see any or see messages, period, from fans if, you know, not, maybe not even one ever, like, throughout the season. It's, it depends. Tati definitely saw stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it depends on fact. the player. And maybe that's why a lot of players don't follow, you know, different fan things on Twitter because, like, right. you know, they're regular people. And on their off days, they right. do not want to see, you know, somebody on Some Twitter. Some report card about their job. Like, <laughs> yeah. if I had to log on to Twitter and they are like, <laughs> It was like your boss. This guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. This guy. You know, like, oh, yeah, and they're like, they're actively trying to get you fired. Right. Um, so I feel that from them. But uh, I, I think you're right. You know, there, there does have to be, um, it's a balancing act to figure out how to, to balance between us accepting that we think we have a chance if we're in the playoffs, uh, but not 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 keeping players and the team accountable for right. losing five out of six, which, I mean, we said it at the start of this uh, losing five out of six when it was three losses in a row being the worst form in right. club history. I mean, we've we've continued it. This is this is now still the worst club or the worst form in club history. Hopefully it will go down as the worst. Yeah. And it won't happen again. Um, but that's what's worrying is we, so there's six games left until the playoffs, right? And it's like we just went through six games – and these six were far easier than the six that we have right. upcoming, which would be New England away. I mean, that's going to be a nightmare. The Red Bulls, although it's right. at home, we know those scumbags give us a game. <laughs> they will always give us a game. Yep. Charlotte, we couldn't beat them at home. We're, we're traveling away. Not only the team, but us, we are traveling away. If 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 anything, the biggest weight is on that game to me because <laughs> yeah. it is right at the top of one of the two vacations I'll take this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at the start. We kind of right at the top. We really made a poor decision. Right at the top. To set I mean, the we should have just gone motion. literally this whole week and just chilled there. Ended it with this. Ended it with the game. Yeah. But anyways, but the, but also the vacation our might poor pull us out apart. of the deep dark depression that we'll be in if we have to watch that live. Yeah. Um. But that's the point. You know, these six games that just happened versus the six that are upcoming uh, have been easier and we haven't performed. And, you know, that's the thing about accountability is it's not impossible. I mean, nothing is impossible for us to continue 
out of our next six, if, right. if we match or even like slightly do better than what we've just done, like there, there's a way that we aren't in the playoffs realistically. Right. Like right. that can happen if we, if we are truly in free fall mode, like that can happen. That yeah. can happen. I don't know. It's entirely you know possible. What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's important for us. Yeah. Like, like we were saying to hold them accountable for it, but we have to do it in the, in the right way, mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, we're not making decisions just because, you know, the final whistle just blew mm-hmm. and, you know, we're feeling emotional. And I do have to, <sighs> that just made me think of something. I, I feel like we do come on here and we, uh, we we give very high praises to Joe and Ian very often, so I think it, it's fair enough if we talk a little bit about their commentary in this game, um, which I think was not accurate uh, to the way that a lot of fans feel, at least the way I feel. Um, I, you know, one of the things Ian was talking about um, was that just because the club is feeling pressure to go out and sign somebody, in a way. The, the silver lining is that they're not just going to sign somebody to sign somebody because fans are pressuring them. Right. And I understand that if, if that was what the scenario was, but you know, we were talking about it in the NYCFC group chat and like we've known Tati's was leaving for two windows. Right. Like it wouldn't have just been like, Oh my God, fans are, are trying to bang down the door for two right. months. Let's just sign a guy to shut him up. Like it's been a year, almost a year's worth of time for you to do that scouting and look for right. that replacement and like that's that's something you have to done. create the plan from within and be transparent with it mm-hmm. um and the frustration isn't just that you know oh we're not signing players we need to be signing players that's not mm-hmm. it it's we lose key players in key positions um and we're also at the same time seeing other mls teams do things that don't even make sense. Don't, don't even say legal. It doesn't seem. It doesn't make sense. The moves that they're making. Yeah. LAFC. And so, you know, we're in a position where we're like, okay, we just lost somebody huge, and we watched Benteke, Bale, all these names, uh, Insigne, Bernadeschi, all of these guys, mm-hmm. all these attackers. Benteke. I think they say him. Yeah. yeah. All right. Him too. <laughs> yeah. I mean every. Uh, all these people and it's like it's tough that's to see. why we're upset it's not because yeah you it's know, the fo lack of uh of purchasing ambition that. or yeah. competitiveness or wanting to do what our fans are expecting which is to repeat or make a really good push and it's dumb because we get as fans we get hit on it with both ends so we have to deal with the sorrow of our fo you know not backing um the club with purchases but then like even though that they don't do that, other away fans are going to hit us with like the oil money CFG thing. Right. And it's like, dude, we wish like yeah. LAFC is living our dream. Like we know we have the resources to be doing it and we aren't. Right. Or not even getting the CFG products anymore. You know, it's going yeah. to more important leagues and things like that. Like we're not even really benefiting from that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's super frustrating. But then NYCFC has become like a long, uh, uh, American long play for like 2026 World Cup I think like I bet dude when it start getting closer to the World Cup in America CFG is probably going to treat us like their favorite child I guarantee we're going to be their favorite child yeah um and that could just be cope talking right well we're going to have Man City training with us again and yeah all that stuff 
Um, so that'll be, I guess that, if if nothing else, is something to look forward to years from now. Right. If we cannot write this ship, like, immediately. Right. And real quick, without going on too deep of a dive on it, um, you know, my feelings personally about Cushing, I, I think going into it, we knew he wasn't going to be the guy forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's he has the interim tag for a reason, right? And it's not it's not a knock really to him. I'm not a cushing out guy. Mm-hmm. He's our guy for the year. That's whatever you have to do to cope with that. Yeah. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> literally, literally, look yourself in the mirror and just cope with that yeah, for a minute. If he loses the next, like he could lose the, literally the, all the six yeah, games until the season matter. ends. He will not be removed He's not from his be position. Removed. And and here is like another uh, uh, realistic fact to face. I think is when he's removed it's not going to be from the club it's going right. to be a demotion probably back into an assistant coach right. position but right like, this is so. a, this is a company man right he, he's not going anywhere yeah and so wh- whatever you need to do personally to cope with that do that very quickly because mm-hmm. he's going to be the guy for the next six games whether you think that he's going to resign next year or you think we're going to fire him the minute that the season ends the final whistle Whatever, you have to cope with the fact that he is the manager right now. I think barring... Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, it's like, no matter what, Orlando, he's not defending that late header. Mm -hmm. He's not barely getting a hand on on the ball as it rolls into the back of the net. Is he making perfect tactical decisions? No. Mm -hmm. Is he making great subs? No. But at the end of the day... It's the players, it's the 11 on the field who are giving up the defensive chances. Whether they're listening to the tactics or not, they are still doing that. And they're not getting back fast enough or whatever it is. They're not winning the headers. They're not completing the passes. They're not finishing the chances. So wasting time, in my opinion, wasting time on the cushing out narrative does no good for anybody. It does no good. Do you think it's... Sh- I just thought of this. Do you think it's shocking we haven't seen... I mean, we haven't had many home games. I mean, RBA is a home game, but that we haven't seen, it, like, a cushing out banner yet. Yeah, with the Ronnie Yell banner. And while like, he was dude, like, that was up like that, bro. <laughs> like, he lost, like, three games. Yeah. And it was like, get this guy out of here. Like, yeah. I'm shocked we haven't seen one. And I maybe just wonder, they're realistic and they know what you just preached is the truth. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, that I, to me... And it's not... It's not... Um, Something I like. I don't want to to take a shit. I'll, I'll just say I don't want to take a shit on our own fans. Mm-hmm. But it's a dose of reality that I think a lot of people need. And I, dude, I love every one of you guys. Mm-hmm. Everyone that shares our passion for the club, like you, have my full respect. I would never want to to you know put down somebody's opinion. But we ju- we have to get to the point where we move past something that we know is not going to change mm-hmm. you know it, if we're going into the next season and Cushing is named our manager then everyone needs to get loud yeah everyone needs to be yeah like at Yankee Stadium at wherever the front office is <laughs> and being loud the training crowd because at that point we we can make change yeah right now we can't it's it is what it is yeah That's I all was I wanted gonna, to get across I was gonna say my um opinion on Cushing is uh barring like 
a massive turnaround, like like a an MLS a cup six in a row MLS cup MLS cup appearance. Like yeah. I, I think an MLS cup appearance buys him a job next season. Just an appearance, losing in the MLS cup, he's in still. But right? watch how quick that would flip to be. Oh, well, the players want it. Yeah, well, the players want it. I know, but so my my take on Cushing is I think that interim tag is a, a perfect cop out for us. Um, if if we continue to obviously look the way that we do, um, I don't even think when you replace like an interim with a real manager, like it's even like a firing or like a, a cushing out no, scenario. It's just a yeah. So I, w- I wouldn't say I I am that. It's just a business move. But I personally would be looking to bring in a different manager that makes sense. Um, if if we do, you know, almost anything outside of like an MLS Cup appearance. Like if we lose in the semis, like I'm probably still, Oh yeah. I'm interested in the club searching far and wide to find somebody that makes more sense for us. I would even argue that like an MLS Cup win would still, you look, uh. at, you look at the body of work though. Yeah. You look at the body of work as a whole and you're like, well, you, you'll have to see this, how the games go. Does this fit in, like does this, the decisions in the style of play, does that fit in with New York City Football Club mm-hmm. and CFG? Yeah. If the answer isn't a 100% unanimous yes, then it's a no, 100%. Well, I think one of the major issues with us winning in 2021 was we, we talked about it at some point halfway through the season, but it makes it look to CFG and to our front office like things are good right why do we need to go out of our way to make decisions and make moves and spend money we just won the cup why do we have to do that right. like clearly things are going well so like i would be concerned if if we scrap our way um into the mls cup or even scrap our way to winning it and then there being like a thought from the company side the fo that's like hey cushing did it and, you know, right. even even though they're watching the games and, you know, they're seeing the same things as us, it's very easy to flip that into uh, ammo to make a business decision to say things are fine. We don't need to right. make the team better because, like, we were just the best that anyone could be. I wonder, too. I mean, this is I mean, you, you said the editor allowed a waffle episode, so it's going to be <laughs> that. Um, but I wonder how much influence Ronnie had at the end of the season slash the start of this season mm-hmm. to say, you know, um, I'm all right with this squad that I have. And um, I'll be all right without this player, that player, and that player. So you can send them off and I'll work with what I have here. And, um, you know, I need to add a defender for depth and that's, I'm good with that. Yeah. And we can, we can build on this and, and go for another run. Yeah. And then, you know, later departs and it's no longer his project that he was working on. I wonder how much influence he had in those decisions. If he was reassuring the front office that, yeah, you know, I can do it. Um, you know, you, I know you guys need to raise probably a little bit of money. So here's, you can get rid of this person, this person, that person yeah, and bring in, you know, a, a defender for me and I'll be good with that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to know because, uh, I, I think it was David Lee that said it when Bronny ultimately left in the press conference afterwards. He said uh, that they had been negotiating with him since, like, almost after the like the week after the MLS Cup ended. Yeah. They had been negotiating with him. So, you know, I don't know if that means that Ronnie's heart was always year up. So would he care enough to be doing what you just said? Right. It, it's hard to know. 
Um, but I, I think regardless of the situation, you know, when you're a, a manager coming into a different regime's plan and team, right? You know, there are going to be pretty massive growing pains, especially if you take away um, all the players that we listed <laughs> off earlier. List I of mean, players and and like all of them have been our best players in every literally position. in in every position that we lost somebody they wore the one yeah everyone yep right back both center back positions striker yep. uh you know uh holding mid with alfredo i mean everybody keaton, keaton. yeah keaton and then alfredo then the next guy up it's just you know, I don't. Uh, I don't envy Cushing's job. Oh at no, all. not at all. And that's why His I'm not. Role. That's why I'm reluctant to fully bash to do it every day. Mm-hmm. It's like, my goodness. I mean, you. you I don't know. It, it's insane to uh, to think that we're even staying in these games with, under those circumstances. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe go, go for it. No, I was gonna say maybe maybe it's time we we do a little bit more specific game analysis. Obviously, we're we're minutes removed from what was uh that game against dc which i mean many people and not just many people but the table says is the worst club in the league um they beat us tonight at home and they (laughs) did not move up in the table they are that far back right um (laughs) you know so people aren't lying when they say that they're that bad and then you know we obviously have charlotte who was the worst away team in the league who who came away to us at home and beat us and, and these are the things and it's like with this uh this dc game i think you know we were texting before matty and tiago got on the field and i mean Tavon kind of showed it more late but there was not much fire yeah. from anybody yeah we're used to more tenacity and fight and pressing and it just wasn't there. I mean, our our fight now, that used to be, uh, channeled in um, trying to make things happen and and channeled towards chippiness towards the other team. Right, has just become anger like towards the referees, the referees and each other and each other. And um, I mean, we haven't been chippy towards another team. It's like it's been towards- outside of Tavon, who I was just gonna <laughs> right yeah. when you started that, I was gonna praise him. Um, because he would win a ball and scream. I can yeah. only assume in a thick New York accent, <laughs> stupid, at the at the attacker trying to get by him. Yeah, he was uh, chewing out Benteke too. Yeah, I'm he one, was one of... screaming at everybody. He was. I mean, like, if everyone could play with that attitude. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, I was on Discord with my girlfriend at the time and telling her like. Yeah, the, the way that this dude's playing right now, I don't know how or why, but that was inside of me when I was competing. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like if you play that way, good things are going to eventually happen. And um, yeah, he was he was yelling stupid. Mm-hmm. He was yelling probably bozo. He was playing well, though, He too. was like, pass the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing trying to dribble around me? Pass it. Yeah. Um, but while playing well. Mm-hmm. So that was the chippiness and attitude that Tati had, um, where he would dive in two-footed at, at a center back for holding the ball too long and thinking, oh, you don't respect me? Mm-hmm. You're just going to hold the ball. You don't respect me? I'm going to dive and break your ankles. Yeah. like And get the ball. And get the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just wish that 
that was something that continued. And is is that a result of Tati leaving? Is that a result of of the results? Is that a result of the coaching? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Because Cushing, I mean, Cushing's used to his big gig. Biggest gig was dealing with uh, women's soccer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the approach maybe that he would take is, is softer or whatever. I'm not in the locker room, so I, I really don't know. But um, I just wish that there was that tenacity and fight still. Yeah, I think aside from Tavon, we didn't see it until subs were made. Um, and I got a little bit of that feeling from Maxi. Um, but really, who it came from for me was Tiago, who I think was one of our better players in this tough stretch. And for whatever reason, he didn't get to start tonight. Um, I think Ian said that, you know, one of the players that looked the best. How he doesn't end up in the lineup, I'm not sure. Um, and then actually, it came from Maddie too when he came in. He was obviously rusty tonight. Yeah. But. As we got deeper into the, you know, the 80s um, and stoppage time, you start to su- like see that rust wear off. But at least up until that point where he started to get into the game, he was like fighting. Like he he wants a spot on yep. this team that he does. You can it, you can tell. Yeah. And that is like that is what we need. And like, you know, we talked about it uh, in the, the Matty signing episode was that lights a fire under these other guys and it hasn't yet. And maybe that's yeah. because these are the first minutes he's gotten, but I hope that he brings them to a, a higher level of caring, if not about right. the team, about the fact that he, they might get displaced, which could affect oh, their career adversity. He's going to displace somebody. Yeah. I mean, GP didn't look great tonight and he's somebody that we... I think GP's a lock. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't look great tonight, is what I'm Tala's, saying. Tala's to me is a lock, despite you know not scoring in every game. Yeah, I mean, shocker, the young well, guy, I, I young guy doesn't score every game, bro. I just I'm not know. sipping that juice. Don't even <laughs> offer it to me, because we'll go until twelve o'clock. Um, I would just prefer him at the left wing and like have you know a, a proper a proper nine. I don't know if I want to wait the the two years that it took Tati to, to develop into one um, and go through that stretch, that painful first-round exit of the playoff stretch again. I would prefer just open the wallet, slam the card, and give us a nine that, that works. Yeah. Other than the two years of pain. So then my top, uh, still, my top three is Tala's, mm-hmm. GP, and, and Mati, to mm-hmm. be honest. Like, just with, I what would GP? take. I would take the potential high ceiling on him, rather than you know Tiago and mm-hmm. uh, Santi. I'd want to see through the middle, per- personally. Yeah, and Maxi has not been really Maxi lately. So. And I, I don't think Maxi I'm, he's will not be around dis- either. Like he's not demanding a, a starting role mm-hmm. in this current form. I mean, Maxi and Santi are having themselves a mid-off in yeah. that in that camp in that 10 position yeah they are having that would just a, prefer the pace of santi I think. a mid-off uh, and the youth i think too and the the only the only thing with me for santi is like the jawing at the ref just it it cannot continue at the level that it is jaw at the other players 
right. to reconfigure the anger that is right. drawing into just recon- performance. Reconfigure away. Yeah, just reroute that straight to being like, I need to be better. Yeah, like I'm a dog. <laughs> yeah, he I, is. I will like, show it. I will. I've sat here for episode after episode <laughs> defending Santi while he was in fact having a mid off with Maxi. All the while knowing that he's not really there yet and still fighting for that boy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to continue to do that. <laughs> but I do need him to kind of bark back a little bit. Yeah. Just not the ref. Not the ref. Anymore. And Tiago, I just think that he is a little bit too direct for how we play right now. Mm-hmm. He's a little too... Know, direct may not even be the word. He's too one-track-minded a little bit. And I'm not going to call him a pace merchant. I think that's like kind of disrespectful to his to his skill set but um he has some development to, he, yeah he has definitely undergo. and he needs to be scanning more when he does get opportunities on the ball he definitely he needs to grow in that sense but i'm willing to do that to give that mm-hmm. to him um because we've talked about how he's just kind of thrown in there and expected great things because great things happened early yeah um, i think that's not his fault I, I think another thing uh that we heard that we hear often from Ian and Joe as well is that they're like Ian's taglines like there's so much talent on this team and it, it was Axe I think that said it on Twitter it's not talent we have it's stopped potential. saying that it is potential and I'll give credit to Ian I think later in the game he said potential and I know he is a, a man of Twitter so maybe he maybe he read it maybe he read it and he was like that's actually true correct yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's a good idea I think um, so it, it is it is purely potential right. at the moment, um, and it's, it's. We got caught up in the talent mindset when we won the chip. Yeah, and everything that was a maybe was an absolute. Yes. For like two months straight. Mm-hmm. It was a like you said it, it was magic. It's it was one of those moments where players were fighting for something, um, you know maybe unconsciously, you know, although none of us wanted to admit it at the time. We knew this was going to be our last go with Tati. Who knows who knows to what degree that players that and coaches, assistants that have relationships to Ronnie might have known about right. his mindset and his plans for the future. So potentially a, a thought of the last go with Ronnie. Yeah. Um and then and then of course fighting for Tennerholm and fighting for Keaton. Uh and then now we get to fight for half the roster. <laughs> yeah. We're fighting uh for everyone right now and fighting for I'm my relaxed. sanity and your sa- and our yeah. happiness um so hopefully you know in these next six games we 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 really have to turn something around we obviously i don't know if it's gonna i don't think i think it is beyond the point of coming down to a goody moment i think it's beyond that somebody's gonna score some crazy goal and it's gonna be a, a switch flicker um we obviously have some bigger issues to overcome right now yeah. in terms of mistakes. Um, so we just gotta, we gotta fix it up. Yeah. And so if you have made it this far in the video, genuinely from the bottom of my heart, um, thank you. I feel like this is one of our better ones actually. I do too. I mm-hmm. think it's one that you can actually listen to the whole way through and there's no part where, where anyone's going to be bored at all. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, and so, yeah, if you've made it this far, I appreciate it. We, we both appreciate it. Um, you know, keep your fingers crossed for, for this team and for us in our, our personal lives. 
um, you know, for the next coming weeks because uh, we could use it. And, uh, yeah, follow us anywhere that you f- find uh, podcasts. It's probably at Post90Pod, wherever you look. Yeah. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um, Any social media. We're not on Facebook, but. Yeah, I, we are, but. Yeah, but yeah, we're not, I mean, though. it hasn't been touched, you <laughs> we're know, not, in years. <laughs> like, we're there, but we're not, though. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I don't know if you said it, but obviously sub on YouTube. That is, uh, that is the platform for us that we like to sort of invest our time in. So be very much appreciated and we will catch you guys uh after that new england game yeah definitely i just spaced out yeah we'll see you guys uh next week peace peace